0: Legal Management Talk, the official podcast of the Association of Legal Administrators. I'm your host today, Valerie Duner. Today, we have another one of our peek around the corner with PDAC episodes, which is ALA's Professional Development Advisory Committee. The topic at hand is the employee experience, and we'll be talking about that with PDAC committee member Christine Wilbur, who is also the Associate Executive Director of the Orange County Bar Association. Christine, welcome to the pod. Thanks, Val. I'm excited to be here on behalf of TDAC. I think this is an interesting topic and I can't wait to get started. Yeah, there's no shortage of content for this one. Um, so with that, we'll dive right in. Um, I wanted to talk about the employee experience. And when we say that, we want to be clear that we're not talking about the perks like gym memberships and espresso bars or even about remote work. This is more about those intangible parts of leadership that can have the most impact on an employee's happiness and their connection to work. So With that in mind, what is your experience with some of what those things are?
1: Sure, I think that there is a need in some ways of firm leaders uh, to take a step back and uh, really look at what it is that employees want, whether they're prospective or existing employees, and really determine what resources they need and what kind of support they need from you in doing their jobs, because ultimately. You're responsible for their success. And when the team is successful, um, they're going to be drawn into having that sense of purpose to what it is that they're doing, which seems to be really important nowadays, which also breeds the connection that they seek with their, with their managers and with their team and ultimately gives them the confidence that they need, which in turn leads to the growing and stretching that a lot of employees want and seek these days.
0: And I think this is, with that in mind, where soft skills for hiring are, are really critical. And I think we hear a lot about prioritizing skills like empathy and listening and communication over the, necessarily the experience for the role. So I was wondering if you could comment specifically on some of those skills and what ones are important for keeping an engaged workforce.
1: Sure, sure. I think one of the most critical skill sets that we can have as leaders and managers is the power of listening. And you'd be surprised what you'll learn in leaning into our employees to figure out what it is that they need to feel that connection, trust, and purpose to what they're doing. And so many times, and this is a habit that we're going to have to restructure, we, we look at what skill sets they're bringing to the table in terms of experience and what it is that we want that employee to do. And that starts from the recruitment and and interviewing stage, where really if we just listen to the stories that they have to tell, we might be surprised on what potential they really have um, in doing the work that we need them to do. And I think anytime we can um, magnify, even from just the candidate and interview stage, that validity that is so sought after. It's going to carry through once they join our teams and once we really set up that stage in ensuring that they know they did make the right decision and wanting to work with us and that that continues to be the right decision that they needed at their level um, of, of career. I think we as firm leaders are quick to look at experience and what candidates are bringing to the table and the jobs that we're looking to fill. Um, when really, if we just take a step back and listen to the stories that they have to tell that describe how they got to where they're at at their stage in, in their career, we might be surprised. And uh, we could potentially miss the potential that's there in front of us that may not jump at us from just the interview, you know, resume stage. And we want that connection from the beginning because then we're going to see it transform and continue throughout the cycle of their employment. And, you know, if there's anything that the pandemic has taught us not to bring that, that word up again, it's that we have to take pause and we have to really look at what we don't necessarily see written on a piece of paper or listening to what is said that may not have been drawn from just the initial review or an algorithm that we're using the higher for these positions that are so critical and are becoming harder to fill.
0: Like it seems like that listening is the foundation for the other two points you may mentioned with trust and purpose because without any of those it's like I feel like you're going to lose that employee excitement and engagement that firms really need and we were in a world where there's a lot of high turnover but it seems like getting back to that basics of just building that foundation and Having that purpose, having that trust where you're all working toward a goal is really important.
1: Right, right. I couldn't agree with you more. And there is a higher need more now than ever for that human connection, which can be challenging at times as we continue to work in hybrid environments. And any time a manager, supervisor, even a team member can check in and have those ongoing one-on-ones, The the clearer those communication channels are going to be, and you're also promoting at the same time those team members and employees to speak up if there are concerns that maybe you didn't see or couldn't have predicted because we're not doing those jobs. We're not the boots on the ground all the time, and we need their trust and their support in helping us see that and identify it because we can't know what we don't know. When we talk about how to build a more engaged workforce, I don't think there's a one-for-all approach. And what I mean by that is, you know, our people drive the culture that we are trying to consistently have in the work environments that we, that we are finding ourselves in. And I think one of the ways that you can build that, maintain that engaged workforce is Finding ways to make management more supportive. And what I mean by that is involving employees more in the operational aspects that obviously affect the bottom line, but so do our people in some ways. And what I mean by that, in a way that, that someone can do that, is by setting clear and transparent goals and also acknowledging that maybe we need to revisit a goal that we had because although Seem like it makes sense at the time. As things change and as challenges come up, we may need to take a step back and reimagine it. And that could be driven by that employee feedback factor. That could be driven by, you know, the teams working towards that goal, and unexpected things coming up and challenges. So that when those big picture decisions are being made by management that are firm wide or office wide, depending on the size. Employees are not left in the dark and they feel like they had a part in that. And so just really putting a lot of thought into how things are going to evolve as the firm continues to to grow and lean into to what their employees want and what they're thinking.
0: That's really well said. I mean, along those lines, I mean, I know a lot of this requires... Patience and an investment of time. And sometimes that's a really short commodity at firms. So, do you have any advice for those looking to kind of implement some of these strategies?
1: Sure. I mean, always reverting back to making sure that what you're communicating is clearly stated, that it's received the way you intended. And you can check that by, you know, encouraging feedback from employees because maybe what looked great on paper. Um, or maybe sounded great coming through on a video call or a phone call is not what they heard. And, you know, with, with time being so critical, you know, it's, it's important that we continue to focus on employees so that we are can, we are promoting that inclusion in receiving their feedback, but also, you know, kind of giving them that ownership in what it is that they're doing that they also seek that will, Build trust and confidence and connection, despite the working environment we be. What we're finding ourselves in, and,
0: yeah, and it, no, it, it can be tough to get feedback sometimes too. Because, like you said, sometimes you think you're explaining something, but it lands completely different with those boots on the ground, as you said.
1: Yes, yeah, and and you know that's where you have to check yourself. And you know, could this have been a simple email? Did it have been an email? Did it have been a phone call? It, it's just really, you know, drilling down and determining what the the styles are of your employees in terms of how they like to communicate and the level of responsibility that you're putting on them to do the the task or the job that you're asking them to do and recognizing and looking at those nonverbal cues and and acknowledging like, hey, I, I, I can't tell if I'm overwhelming you or am I giving you too much? Can I take some of this back? How can we work together? I can't read you right now. And just taking that vulnerability step so that they know that you care about their part in it and they're reaching success. And they're, you know, maybe they want more ownership of whatever this task is that you're asking them to do. And that you're willing as a leader and a peer to roll your sleeves up and do the same thing.
0: No, I think that's a really good point you made there. So along those lines, it almost seems like it's a human-centered approach. Like we have to go back from just like business, 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 and bring the human side into that. Can you comment on that at all? Sure,
1: sure. I think, you know, without repeating myself, it seems that a lot of employees, whatever stages of career that, of their career that they're in, they're also seeking that Larger value and and culture that provides for their finding meaning in the work that they're doing, no matter what it is. In some situations, it seems that there's a need for instant gratification. And I think finding ways to respond to that without, you know, just giving them what what it is that they want, the employee, showing them and doing the work together that it takes time. And here's why. And adding that. Here's why factor to what it is that you are asking them to do that may seem tedious, not exciting because there is a need for enthusiasm, which again is that whole meaningful aspect. So it's like, how can I, with this individual that's driving the culture that we're setting up and working in together, how can I, as as the leader in their work environment, um, find that instant gratification? Is it, we need great jobs? in an email, in person, how are we celebrating those small, successful milestones in a, at a pace that they appreciate? Because some people don't need that, but some people do.
0: I think that's just kind of a lesson to appreciating the journey and all the steps along the process and even the tedious parts or the parts that nobody wants to do. We all have those parts of our jobs where it's just like mundane and we don't feel like doing, but it's still critical to functioning, especially for a firm.
1: Right, and it. how do we appreciate that process and that journey now? And, and how is it defined by the employee that is on that journey in that position that maybe you have multiple people doing that is similar? And how can we improve it? And being open to that as a leader, that although it's been done and we can do it this way, and yes, we've revised it, and yes, it seems like it's efficient to us, but maybe we're missing something. So we could always be open to that. So that, again, you're giving that ownership back to that employee that's doing it because we can't do it all.
0: Well, I think, Christine, we could probably talk for another hour on this conversation, but I think <laughs> there's a lot of good snippets and advice to get started. And I think, you know, it all comes back to listening. It really does. When I ever have these conversations about employee satisfaction, it seems to come down to that. And so many other things can come once you have that part of the foundation.
1: Absolutely. And- is it a survey sometimes? Maybe. But really, it's just getting back to that one-on-one and that face-to-face that seems to be missing and and finding a way to bring it back as it makes sense. It may not always make sense, depending on the conversation.
0: Well, I really want to thank you for being a Legal Management Talk and sitting down with us today to go over some of this. Absolutely. I mean, like you said, we could go on and on. And I just think if at
1: the very least of this conversation that we've had today that we can help direct someone that may feel like they just need that extra step that they don't know where to to take it, I hope this helps them. And I'm always happy to take phone calls and emails if anybody wants to reach out to to further this conversation to, to help.
0: Well, that's wonderful. We really appreciate that. Um, And as a reminder, you can subscribe to Legal Management Talk wherever you download your podcasts or watch us on YouTube. We'll talk to you next time.